Well, joined by a three-time National Hockey League All-Star, 500-plus games in the NHL, all with the same organization, the Detroit Red Wings. But it was right here in Grand Rapids in this building is where it all really began and set the stage for this phenomenal career for Jimmy Howard, who uh, indeed has had a phenomenal career. We hope that it continues. We'll find out more about that a little bit later on. But, Howie, happy holidays to you. Great to see you as always. <laughs> you too, Case. Thanks for having me on here today. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for joining us. You know, you, you've got to, even though there's no hockey right now, I, I'm guessing pretty busy around the Howard household these days with four kids now. Uh, Louie just joined the ranks, uh, what, back in, right before the, uh, right before the, the COVID thing? Yeah. yeah, right before the lockdown. Uh, he was born on March 2nd. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been busy between remote learning and, uh, you know, the boys' hockey. It keeps, uh, keeps Rachel and I very busy. Are they playing? Uh, you know, you've got, you've got, you got James, the fourth, Henry, yeah. uh, both of them playing right now? Uh, both of them are playing, but both of them are shut down right now, and as is everyone pretty much in the state. But uh, um, I think we're going to be starting up here soon. And, uh, you know, we got a tournament scheduled next weekend in Pittsburgh. So hopefully it's all a go, you know, because these kids need a little bit of normalcy in their lives. And hockey uh, – they enjoy playing it. They love it. Uh, they love dad being able to take them now. And, uh, uh, you know, I just uh, hope for all kids sakes that they're able to get back to, you know, a little bit of normalcy. You know, it's funny. I read an article. Uh, they were, you were talking about how post hockey uh, you were looking forward to being a dad uh, on a more regular basis and coaching. Although uh, supposedly uh, lacrosse will not be a sport that, uh, that the, the people that run that are going to allow you to coach. No, no, lacrosse will not be one of them. Uh, I'll stick to what I know, and that's and that's hockey. And uh, you know, let the coaches, uh, you know, deal with them. You know, it's like herding cats, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, you get, when you get the kids out there, it's uh, they're they're going in all different directions. So, uh, um, you know, I'll let the lacrosse coaches deal with that. Well, Jimmy, some news coming out today in the NHL. Looks like uh, you know, every day we get closer to you know, to a potential start mid-January now is uh, what they're talking about. What are your thoughts on all of that? Well, that'd be great. Um, you know, uh, people need sports, uh, you know, all throughout the, throughout the country and in Canada. It's, uh, you know, it brings people together. And, uh, you know, during these, uh, you know, uncertain times and during this pandemic, uh, you know, people have been sort of lost. So uh, it'd be nice to be able to, you know, have um, – you know, just something to come together with. And, you know, a lot of that revolves around sports, whether, you know, you're watching it on TV or uh, you're able to go to an event if you're lucky to live in a city that's, uh, you know, allowing people to go to them. But, uh, uh, you know, it'd be great to, you know, just see the NHL up and running again. They did such a phenomenal job with the, with the playoffs and, and the bubbles there. So uh, hopefully they got something in the works to keep, uh, you know, everyone safe and, uh, you know, get the season going. Well, people, of course, in, the, in, in, in all over North America and the world, for that matter, like you say, sports is so important. Detroit is such a phenomenal sports city, as you know, Howie. Uh, uh, but, man, oh, man, we need to get some, some winning going again there, don't we? I mean, I don't know who's going to get there first. I talked to Glenn Denning not long ago. Who's going to win the, the first title uh, uh, going forward? The Tigers, the Lions, the Pistons, or the Red Wings? Uh, they're all kind of in that same boat right now. Yeah, they are. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of uncharted waters here. Um, you know, as far as Red Wings, as far as the Red Wings go, but uh, 
uh, you know, Steve's got him on the right path. Uh, yeah. you know, he made some, you know, he quietly went about his business there at uh, when free agency, you know, opened up and added some, you know, nice pieces for them. And, uh, um, you know, I wish that organization nothing but the best going forward. And, of course, uh, the announcement uh, came not that long ago that uh, uh, the Red Wings and Jimmy Howard would be parting ways. Your thoughts about that, Howie? I mean, uh, you know, like we say, such a, an incredible career, not just in terms of numbers and accomplishments, but the fact that you played for one organization that entire time. Uh, that's something I know you're incredibly proud of, especially in a city like Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I'm so blessed. Uh, you know, looking back to – the day that I was drafted by the Red Wings to, you know, the day that we parted ways, uh, you know, it was such a, such a fun, memorable ride. And uh, um, like I said, you know, I've got nothing but uh, praise for the organization, the Illich families, um, you know, Ken Holland, uh, you know, who's, was my boss for the longest time and Steve and, you know, all the coaches that I've had and teammates, uh, you know, I wish them, you know, nothing but the best. And, uh, uh, you know, Hopefully it won't be too long before they uh, write the shit. Well, I was going to keep people in suspense, but let's just get right to it, Howie. I mean, you're, you know, there's not a whole lot going on. You and I were talking before uh, off the air here, uh, you know, before we started this, you know, just where do you stand? I mean, I, I know you'd love to play, but it seems like in, in talking with you uh, and going back and forth a little bit uh, that uh, you're content with, uh, you know, potentially calling it a career. Yeah, I am. Um, I haven't closed the door on it whatsoever. I'm still training and skating and uh, uh, doing what I need to do to, you know, be ready in case a team calls. But, uh, you know, if no team comes knocking, you know, I'm personally content to to hang up the skates um, call it a career and just, uh, you know, hang out with my family. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm enjoying my time being around my family. I've missed out on so much of uh, the kids' activities, uh, you know, growing up uh, because I was always gone or I was, you know, had a game or, uh, or, or something along those lines. So to, to be able to be in their lives and to, you know, be coaching both teams or both kids' teams, uh, you know, it's I've had a lot of fun with it. And uh, uh, I think I take it a little bit harder during this, <laughs> during these quarantine times when uh, they don't have any hockey because I got nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let well, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens here, as are a lot of people, uh, you know, so many Jimmy Howard fans. And, uh, you know, I'll put you on the spot if you could. You know, it's got to be a strange feeling to even the, the thought of playing somewhere other than Detroit uh, uh, and wearing the winged wheel. If there was another organization, though, uh, in perfect world, if you could pick one, where would it be? That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, it, it just for me to, I think, sign now would just have to be a perfect situation. Uh, you know, that, uh, that opportunity of, you know, when, you know, winning another Stanley Cup with an organization, uh, you know, that's what, uh, that's what I'd be looking for. And uh, I'm not just going to sign a contract to just go and play and have to move away from my family for, you know, for six months or whatever it is, um, you know, when they get the season going. So uh, for me, you know, it's just, uh, I know I probably closed the door on a lot of teams with that, but uh um, you know, like I said before, I'm perfectly content where I am in my life right now. Well, I thought of going back uh, to your uh, to New York. I mean, you're you're an up upstate New York boy, uh, New York through and through. With the Islanders or the Rangers be on the radar? <laughs> they definitely would be, yeah. but uh, uh, especially the Islanders are moving up the ranks right now. Yeah, but uh, uh, like I said, we're gonna like 
there's not much going on right now. So it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a waiting game and uh, you just got to keep yourself ready just in case. But, uh, um, you know, if it doesn't come to fruition, it just, uh, I, I'm good with, uh, you know, calling it a career. Well, let's, let's harken back on that career a little bit here, starting really, I think the significant years began at the University of Maine. How, why'd you wind up going there, by the way? I, always meant to, I don't know if I've ever asked you that before. All the years we've been together, uh, uh, coming out of, out of the, you know, like we see upstate New York, playing a little junior hockey in Canada, which wasn't far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much a Syracuse Ogdensburg boy, but University of Maine Black Bears is why you wind up, where you wind up playing your collegiate hockey. Uh it, it all had to do, to be honest, with Grant Stanbrook. He was the assistant coach there at the time. Uh, you know, Tim Whitehead was the associate head coach uh, before he was made the, or excuse me, the interim head coach before he was made the, uh, you know, official head coach. And uh, Grant just stuck out just head and, head and heels over everyone else. I mean, he just, uh, well, just because of how many goalies he put in the NHL. You know, you could learn so much from him, um, not only at the goalie position, but any position. Just a wealth of hockey knowledge. And uh, uh, he, you know, he's still not only a coach, but he's a mentor figure to me is, you know, uh, you know, <clears throat> whenever you need something or talk about something, you can give him a call and uh, he'll sit on the phone with you for hours. So he's, uh, he's also a great friend. And, uh, you know, he was the big part of why I chose the University of Maine just because uh, the, uh, just the fact of the history that he had, you know, Garceno, Mike Richter, uh, Mike Dunham, uh, you know, and Mike. And Bishop, right? What's that? Yeah, yeah Bishop. Yeah. Bishop was after me. Yeah, right after um, you. Yeah. Yeah, it's Scotty Darling. Uh, you know, Alfie Michel, all guys that you know that uh, that played in the NHL. So, uh, you know, when I got to go there on a visit, it was it also it felt like home. Like uh, everyone up there, you know, welcomed me with open arms. And uh, by the end of my visit, uh, I'd already had, you know, a couple of visits under my belt. So I knew what I was looking for. And the University of Maine was the perfect fit for me. I tell you, and it was uh, certainly no regrets. I know that because uh, my the accomplishments there, you know, 1.19 goals against in your sophomore year, which to this day still stands as an NCAA record. I can't imagine anybody's ever going to break that. Uh, you had the 63 save uh, game, the uh, double OT or triple overtime win against UMass. Uh, and then, of course, uh, just one stinking goal away from a national title. Yeah. You lost our ex-Griffin Brett Skinner in the University of Denver in 04, one yeah. zip in the championship game. Yeah, that was a that was a tough break. Uh, we had a goal called back uh, in the national championship game. I think we scored like three, four minutes into the game, and uh, it was called back for uh, crease violation. And uh, uh, go figure, they changed the rule the next year. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in the dime, we had a six on three the last minute of the of the game, and we hit two two posts and a crossbar. So it just wasn't, you know, meant to be. It was, you know, it was a magical run for us uh, all that year uh, to be in on the brink of uh, elimination in the first round of the playoffs there um, to coming back and winning 5-4 in overtime against Harvard. Or, uh, I, maybe we scored uh, – maybe we scored four unanswered in the uh, <laughs> in the third period. I can't quite remember, but uh, – Not like you haven't played a few games in your life. Yeah, it was a it was a magical run though. 
Well, speaking of magic, uh, you brought a lot of that here, Howie. And, uh, you know, we, we, to this day, I know fans just uh, think so highly of you and not just, you know, what you did on the ice here. Uh, 05, 06 was a year that we'll all remember as maybe the best team that didn't win a championship. Pecorine and the Milwaukee Admirals got in the way. You know, that, that reminds me, I want to ask you, uh, you know, in, the, in your long NHL career, were there certain goalies or teams that you got up for more than others? And I'm guessing Rene probably was one of them uh, many times up against him in the Nashville Predators. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you, you look at my numbers against teams, New York's probably up there at, uh, you know, number one, just because that was my childhood team growing up. Um, uh, you know, I idolized Mike Richter. Uh, I remember sitting on the edge of the table, watching him win the cup in 94. And, uh, uh, so I always enjoyed going to Madison Square Garden, playing there, and also playing them back here in Detroit. But uh, yeah, Nashville was Nashville was always fun to play against uh, because you knew it was going to be a very competitive, uh, very competitive game. Um, you know, and you know Nashville, <laughs> that town, those fans—they're uh, they're crazy. They can bring it. So it was always great energy. Um, you know, playing against Chicago, St. Louis when we were in that. Uh, um, the old division before we moved to the East, it, it was always fun because, it, it, you know, it was always like rivalry night. So uh, those were always the games that uh, you seemed to get most up for. You know, you looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year to see uh, um, those teams in, in the central division uh, when you're going to be playing them because you're going to be playing them a lot. Any goalies though, uh, you like to beat more than others? Oh, obviously the King. He played, <laughs> played for New York. Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, uh, not really. It was just, uh, you know, it was sort of a game within the game. So, uh, uh, you know, that's how I approached it every single night. To, you know, was to out, try to outdo the other guy at the other end of the ice. Talk about your time here, Howie, in that 05-06 team. Uh, we visited with Don McLean not long ago. A phenomenal 56-goal season he had. Uh, how good was that team and how disappointing was it not uh, to win a title uh, in what was your first year pro here? Yeah, I mean, it was it was disappointing. That team was so good. I remember, what was it, the month of March, we didn't lose a game or anything like that? Yeah, it, was, it was a ridiculous, ridiculous run we went on. And then I know you won you know, 12 in a row, which stands as a record still. To get to just to get to you know to the conference finals and then we you know get swept was uh, was kind of an eye opener. Um, but the, you know they had a good team. They had uh, uh, you know they had Toots back down playing with them. Um, Scotty Upshaw, uh, you know they had Pekka and Matt, and he stood on his head. So um, you know the better team you know won that series. You know and not and like we said the fans loved you and. Uh, you know, certainly uh, looked up to Jimmy Howard in, in so many ways, uh, uh, your accomplishments on the ice, but off the ice too, and, you know, the Howard Heroes program. And to this day, still going strong. Uh, Jimmy buys uh, four-season tickets uh, for kids from uh, DeVos Hospital and their families. And uh, the banner you normally is right up there behind us. We'll have that going. We'll have that up again hopefully. here. We hope, hopefully real soon again. Yeah, hopefully. What a great thing. Great, con great contributions to this organization for the four years you were here, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's important, um, you know, to give back. Uh, you know, we're so fortunate to be able to play the game that we love, um, you know, of, of living out our dreams and to, you know, give just to put a smile on somebody's face, um, you know, for a couple hours every single night is, uh, is well worth it. And, um, you know, that's why you do it because there's, you know, people that are, 
you know, just less fortunate out there in the world that have to go through, you know, terrible things and to, to get their mind off of it and to, you know, you know, have them come in, watch a hockey game, and just enjoy themselves. That's what it's all about. Yeah, you were an all-star here. You were a man of the year, back-to-back years, uh, uh, the Community Player of the Year, Man of the Year Award. Uh, uh, you soldiers uh, richly deserved and, and earned. And, uh, you know, you've taken that to Detroit, too. I mean, you've got your own foundation now. In fact, uh, I think it was uh, not long ago you donated $50,000 to the Detroit Mercy Hospital uh, to, to buy N95 masks for the, for the mm-hmm. healthcare workers. Uh, you know, typical Jimmy Howard stuff. Yeah, like I said, but I I wasn't the first wing to go out there and do it. You know, it was uh, it was Abby and Marks who who stepped up right away. And hockey uh, players, what, the best. What delayed mine was just finding masks. You know, there was such a shortage of them that uh, you know at that time when when the frontline workers needed it. And um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that Sherry who runs my, you know, foundation was able to, was able to find them and, you know, we were able to purchase them and, uh, you know, get them here to DMC downtown, um, you know, because early in spring, it, it was, you know, complete chaos around here. Got to go back to our, your days here. Maybe the highlight of your time here in Grand Rapids. <laughs> the old tuxedo jerseys. <laughs> Those were so ugly, Case. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I'm, I'll, I'll take one for the team when I need okay. to. But it's been it's been what fourteen years. Uh, <laughs> you can come clean. You can come clean on your design. No, no, merchandising is not my not my forte, <laughs> and nor was it the guy that chose those. Oh, those Yikes. those were those were something else on New Year's Eve. You know, I, I want to show another photo here too of, uh, you know, you know that's one thing you do. Not so much, not as much in the NHL as you do it in the minor leagues, where you're wearing different jerseys. For you know, most of them are raffled off, auctioned off for various causes. We do a lot of that here, and most of the jerseys are much nicer than that that uh, that tuxedo jersey for sure. But one thing I know, they do a great job in the NHL. Uh, hockey fights cancer. I know you've uh, you know worn different colored equipment to. I, you know, the, the pink, I know, has been a big deal uh, in the National Hockey League, uh, mm-hmm. breast cancer awareness, et cetera. Um, how hard is it, by the way, when you get all that new equipment to wear for one or two games, how hard is it to adapt to that stuff uh, and just jump right into it and play? Uh, it's, it's not that hard. Uh, you know, the equipment comes, you know, pretty much ready to wear right out of the box now. The technology with the equipment is, um, you know, through the roof. So It's not uh, like the old brown pad days, is it? No, it's not like as a kid where you needed a month just to break them in. But uh, um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that difficult. Uh, I remember the for the breast cancer awareness pads, they actually showed up that morning. I wore mm-hmm. them pregame skate, and then I wore them that night. So, uh, uh, you know, sometimes uh, – Sometimes you get the equipment there a little, little bit in advance, so you're able to break it in a little bit more. But uh, most times not. It, it showed up a couple of days or the day of the uh, the game, and uh, you just threw it on and went. No matter what you were wearing, what a career, Jimmy Howard. Uh, again, 543 games, 2.62 career goals against, 9-12 save percentage. That's pretty darn impressive for a career, which I personally hope isn't over. Um, Look back on it for us. So sum it up. Is it better than you thought it would be coming out of, uh, you know, coming out of Maine and uh, even here in Grand Rapids? Yeah, I mean, just 
you can't really put it into words. Like you, you lived your dream, you know, growing up. I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, and to be able to do it with the, the organization that trapped you and, and to stay in one team and not have my, uh, you know, family constantly, you know, packing up and moving around is, uh, like I said, we've just been so blessed by, um, you know, the city and, and the Detroit Red Wings organization that uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't go back and, and change a, a single thing. It's just something about these towns, Detroit, me, I'm from Flint. Uh, I'll fight to the death for that city. You know, it just, it gave me so much growing up. I know you feel the same way about Detroit now having been there for so long. Uh, I know you've had friends, you've made friends with, you know, Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's kind of in that same position you are. I mean, you know, it gets criticized from time to time, although great quarterback as you have been a great goaltender, but you guys are in the spotlight position, no doubt for two teams that are trying to get back on top again. And uh, well, for the lions, it's been a long time since they've been on top. You talk to him much. Who's got more pressure on him, by the way, him oh, or you? Definitely, definitely Matthew. Yeah. He's got way more pressure than any Red Wings player. I don't know. You know, the, I think if the Lions were ever to do something, they're ever to, you know, make it deep in, in the NFL playoffs or, you know, possibly win an NFL or win a Super Bowl, this city would be turned inside out. Oh, yeah, the state would There's sink into the lakes. A lot of diehard Lion fans around here. And, uh, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, they can get it figured out and turn it around. But, uh, uh, yeah, I would have to, have to go with Matthew being at the top pressure cooker position in, in Detroit. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, but again, and people just fall in love with those teams, don't they? I mean, I know I've been a diehard Lion, Tiger, Piston, Red Wing fan since I was a wee little guy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a blue-collar town. And it is, it is, it's as good a sports town as there is, isn't it? Oh, it really is. I mean, the way the fans are behind every sports team, no matter, you know, how, how it's going, uh, you know, it's truly remarkable. Um, you don't get that in a lot of markets. Uh, you know, you get a lot of fair weather fans, but uh, not here in Detroit. Uh, you know, they live, they live for sports and, uh, um, and, you know, that's why this place is home now. You know, our, our kids were all born here and, uh, you know, like, this is going to be home. And uh, I feel, you know, part, as much as part of the community as someone's been here their whole life. And I'm, so I'm, I'm assuming you're staying there. And whether you're playing hockey or not, uh, if, if it's over for Jimmy Howard, uh, Detroit's home now for the rest of your life, you think? Oh, yeah. This is home. That's beautiful. Four generations of Howards. How's Grandpa Howard doing, by the way? He's doing good. Uh, he's, I believe he's 88, maybe 89 now. I've kind of lost track since he's gotten up there in age, but uh, he's still doing well. He uh, enjoys, uh, after Christmas, he'll head down south to Myrtle Beach so he can play some golf. Uh, you know, he's still driving himself around. So uh, he, you know, no quitting that, man. I was going to say, how proud is he to have a great grandson? I mean, my goodness. That's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Well, he's got three of them. <laughs> ah, well, but, but, but in his name now, you got oh, yeah. James. James uh, and, of course, uh, uh, Louie is the most recent, which, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, like you say, you and Rachel, holy cow. <laughs> you guys are... I mean, it's, it's all her. She's the, she's the glue that keeps everything together in this household. How much hockey stuff is going to be purchased here in the next couple of weeks leading up to Christmas? Uh, not much. They probably know, already got it all, right? 
they already have it all considering, you know, they play for the deep, the teams, you know, James plays for the Oakland junior Grizzlies program. Uh, Henry's in the uh, Oakland junior Kodiaks program, which is the same as the, the Grizzlies. So they all got their team stuff. So when it comes to hockey, they don't really need much. Jimmy, thanks for uh, done. It's yeah. not like playing for Ogdensburg. Yeah. <laughs> How much did you play there, by the way, before you departed to? I played there from when I was five to 14 years old. Yeah. Because you were born in Syracuse. You know what's funny is uh, Rick, uh, Rick Carlisle, NBA coach, Dallas Mavericks coach, is from Ogdensburg. And well, he's technically, he's technically from Lisbon, which is okay. just outside Ogdensburg. Okay, because I know they list you and him and uh, who else is from there as the most famous people from Ogdensburg. But what's funny about him is he also went to the University of Maine. I know, it's a, it's a small world. It's such a coincidence. Yeah. That, didn't, that didn't play in the decision whatsoever, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Howie, thanks a ton, man. This is uh, oh, always a pleasure to catch up with you, and uh, we wish you best over the next several weeks, and happy holidays to you and Rachel and, and uh, the kids. Uh, say hi to your dad for me. I will. Um, good luck. I, I certainly hope that, uh, you know, I, I just don't want to see you hang him up just yet, even though, <laughs> like you say, what a career. What a phenomenal career. Appreciate it, Jimmy. Great seeing you uh, again. Happy holidays to you too, man.